0: Welcome to the Practice Purchase Podcast Season 5, Episode 1. Wow, Season 5 already. Well, this is going to be a fun one because we're talking all about demographics. The what, the how, the what to pay attention to, what you can ignore. Demographics is a hot topic and I hope that you get it all here. Uh, Just as a reminder on how we do things on the Practice Purchase Podcast, of course, you are listening to this for free. And you'll notice there are no paid sponsors or advertisers, and I try to keep the time to around the average commute of 20 minutes in the U.S. I just remember doing a lot of commuting in my day, and starting and stopping midstream was, was always hard. No advertisers things. I was just reminded about how important that is this morning. My wife sent me a podcast. I have a, you guys might be laughed, but you're all doctors. So you'll, you'll enjoy this. One of my personal goals is to play and win a game of tennis when I'm 100 years old. And why I set that goal is uh, if if I'm gonna make that happen, I have to be alive, I have to be able to move, and I have to be able to think when I'm age 100. So um, my wife sent me this uh, podcast about uh, a doctor that does some anti-aging stuff. I was all excited, I picked it up and I looked, and it's it was like an hour and 47 minutes. I listened to it, it was fantastic, uh, but there were like six little advertising spots kind of interspersed throughout the podcast. And, um, anyway, it just made it harder to listen to. I get it. If that's your sole source of revenue and that's how you make a living, of course you need to sell your advertising space. This is not why I do uh, what I do. This podcast is, um, yes, I have a paid consulting service. And if you'd like to sign up, I'd be honored to work with you. But more importantly than that, I do this podcast because the state of dental transitions in general in the United States tends to be pretty crappy, <laughs> pretty abysmal. And I just feel the more people get accurate and helpful information, the better it's going to be for everybody. You, the buyers, the sellers that are retiring, the people helping them. Uh, and so that's why I do the, uh, the, the way I do it this way. Um, you know, demographics is tricky. It's simultaneously the most important piece of information in, you know, you buying a dental practice. But it's also not as important as you might think. It tends to be an area where people get wrapped around the, the analytical axle pretty heavily when they don't necessarily need to. And I hope that as we get through these discussions, you'll you'll see what I mean by that. It's the most important, obviously, because where you live affects every part of your life, uh, your, your relationships, who you're near, are you by family, or are you not? Um, and, and we'll get into some of that. For these first three episodes, I've got the owners of Dentographics, Kent Miller and Kevin Klingshorn. I call them up. I've worked with them for years. I the way I originally phrased it to them was, "Hey, which one of you is the Bill Gates, and which one of you is the Paul Allen, or the the Steve Jobs and the Steve Wozniak, and uh, you know, which one of you talks to dentists more?" That's who I want on the podcast. And they both said, "Actually, we both talk to dentists all day long." And I said, great, can you both be on? And they said, no problem. So uh, by the way, they're doing this free of charge. Um, I didn't pay them anything. Um, I've got a good relationship with them, but they were just kind enough to, uh, to join. And in this first episode, we're going to start broad. We're going to talk trends across the country, what matters when you're thinking about where you want to live and maybe what doesn't matter. So let's get into it. Kent and Kevin, welcome to Practice Purchase. Um, Guys listening, uh, you're very, very fortunate to be listening to the owners of Dentographics, Kent Miller, Kevin Klingshern, uh, friends of mine for many years as we've helped buyers uh, nail down where they want to buy practices and what they need to know about practices. Dentographics has been a key resource that I've often sent, gosh, by now. uh, I'm sure we're over dozens. I don't know if we're to thousands. We're somewhere in the hundreds range of dentists over to you guys. Um, and, um, I've never, ever, not even one time heard anyone complain about anything at Dentographics ever. So, <laughs> so thank wow. you guys for being on the show and uh, being willing to answer a few of my questions. Thank, thank you for having us, Brian. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Okay. Uh, here's how I'm envisioning the conversation go. I'm going to break this into three chunks. And the audience that I have in mind is your prototypical associate dentist. Who's been out of school for a few years, wants to own a practice and is just getting started in the process, or has learned a few things, but wants to really hone their knowledge and, and and make sure they maximize the chances of finding the best practice and the best location with as much of a demographic tailwind as possible. So that's who I've got in mind for a discussion. I know you guys serve all kinds of dentists, but obviously in this show we're talking to buyers of dental practices. Um, so I'm going to start national, then we'll go down to like a city, state, or region, and then if you know, then we'll finish by talking about an individual practice and some of the statistics and demographics research around that. So let's talk about national trends for a second, Kevin. I'm going to start with you. At Dentographics, talk to me a little bit about the national trends you're seeing right now in dentistry. What um, what are some of those trends, and where are you seeing them? I, I, th- I think for buyers,
1: just just a general trend that has always been around is that a lot of practices that come up for sale are gonna be in more competitive markets than than if you're you're doing a startup. Um, so when people get, I think, a little bit wound up about having super favorable uh, competition figures, it, it's okay and I think you can be a little bit more lenient when it comes to purchasing a practice because just overall trend, we typically see them to be in more competitive markets.
0: I I hear you, let me put this in my words, you tell me if I'm catching the gist. What you're saying is, if you're looking for a good practice to buy, chances are likely, just based on numbers, it's going to be in a place where a lot of practices currently exist. And those are bigger cities, suburbs, places where there just already are a lot of dentists. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I I think that's a fair.
0: Got it. And as a result, I also hear you saying, there are some demographic rules of thumb, some statistics, Mm -hmm. some numbers we're going to talk about, of course. Uh, But what you're saying is, Maybe you don't have to be quite so hard and fast if you're looking in a more competitive market. Be aware, but don't oh, yeah. be so hard nosed about the numbers that you miss the forest for the trees.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very helpful to know what you're getting into. If you're going to be in a competitive part of the Bay Area, you need to know that it's going to be it's going to be a tough go as opposed to if you were, you know, in a developing uh, Houston community or something like that. Uh, but it definitely is not a definite you know you're not going to have a successful practice there
0: yeah yep we're going to talk about that so kent are there rules of thumbs rules of thumb for specific states that you're generally seeing hold true so for example i live in utah and the common phrase or a lot of lds mormon dentists is oh man it's it's just so competitive in utah talk to me about some of like what are the general cons you know areas of the country you hear that type of thing and which ones are true and which ones maybe aren't true?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I hear that everywhere. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny. It's kind of no matter where you talk to somebody yet. Yeah, um, it, it, the perception is that it's really competitive. Um, I think that, you know, that is probably true to a certain degree. It really, actually, just that anywhere, I think there is some truth to that. Uh, if you go to even those really high growth markets, Kevin listed off, Houston, which has been a favorite of ours over the years. Yeah, Houston's a massive, massive city, right? With millions and millions of people and dozens of submarkets. Some of them are really competitive. Some of them aren't very competitive, especially those really new high growth areas. And so that's kind of the importance of finding um, you know, different submarkets within a larger area. Uh, but overall, in terms of competition, it's kind of exactly what you would expect. It's the more desirable areas to live, the more densely populated high income areas uh, California is really competitive. Uh, the East coast, the major cities along the East coast are pretty competitive, but even when you get into the Houston's, the Dallas, Fort Worth type metro areas uh, in the more centrally uh, located neighborhoods, the areas that have been built out longer, you know, other practices have had a long time to think, Hey, maybe I should open my office there. And so we tend to see more practices there, even after adjusting for the level of competition, or I'm sorry, the, the population in the area, whereas areas where maybe, Uh, And this is, of course, going to be difficult to buy a practice in, but kind of on the fringe of town where 20,000 people sort of moved in overnight. And so there weren't any practices there last year or five years ago. And now all of a sudden um, there's some opportunity for a practice to come in. Uh, But of course, you know, unless you kind of get lucky or something like that, a lot of times those are more startup type opportunities.
0: Okay. yeah, fair enough. I I will get a phone call. It's got to be every other week by now where a dental student, associate dentist will call, Brian, read your book, listen to your podcast, whatever it is, and I can move anywhere. Where should I move, Brian? (laughs) And so I, of course, have my way of answering that question. I don't literally give them a city or or a state. I am curious, though, if a dentist truly, and I mean truly could live anywhere in the country, is there a region or a state or an area that you guys would recommend people look at right now?
2: We tend to like those really high growth markets in the in the sort of southeast, uh, just because there are so many new potential patients coming to the area. There's a lot of opportunity there. Now, that said, um, let me back up for a second. I think that a lot of people think that they'll go anywhere. But then when we kind of start to filter through and we say, OK, Doc, you know, you're from Florida. Your wife's from Louisiana. Um, I know a great market in North Dakota. You know, is that is that of interest to you? And then it's like, oh, no, 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 that'd be way too cold. Uh, and it, you know, I, I kind of want a city of a certain size. And so, you know, if you haven't thought about that yet as a listener, um, those are the types of things, you know, where's your, fa- where's your family from? Where's maybe your spouse's family from, um, what does it look like to get back to those types of areas? What does the weather look like? Do you want to live in a city? Do you want to live, uh, in a small town? And, um, those are all important factors, but generally I would say a, a lot of the, cl- uh, more opportune areas we see
0: are kind of in the South, Southeast. Kevin, anything you'd add to that? Uh,
1: no, I mean, I would never tell a doctor that that comes to us a young doctor that you know rattles off four markets and they say which one should I go to? I'd never tell them, you know, point blank. This is the one that you should just pack up your life, your family, and and head that way. Um, and then going along with Kent said the the markets that you know we like, those are the same places that if you you know you Google best places to live 2021, you know the the lists that come out right. It's Seems like it's pretty consistent with that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Interesting, Kent and Kevin, you guys have a very similar process to me. I always do. I I like to literally give an answer, and it's funny, Kent. You mentioned North Dakota. North Dakota is my go-to response um, because literally, if any, if if you could go anywhere, that would be an amazing place to go practice dentistry. Uh, The price of oil, of of course, affects things a little bit up in North Dakota, Uh, but so many people. When I say North Dakota, and no offense to any North Dakotans listening. Um, it's hilarious when I, oh, I can move anywhere, Brian. Great. How about Bismarck? Uh, well, hold hold on a second. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I didn't actually mean anywhere. And so then it just becomes a process of thinking through where you would actually live. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. So two, two other national questions. Um, Kevin, I, I tell buyers they can be successful anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think you can be a successful dentist, Anywhere you want to live. So if, for example, uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, a female dentist comes and says, you know, my husband says we have to live in this city, but I'm nervous because I don't know, A, if I'll find any practices or B, it really seems competitive, right? To your point, Kent, everybody's supposedly competitive. My bias is I think you can be successful in dentistry no matter where you live. As long as you invest something in your business skills as a practice owner. Um, from where you guys sit at DeniGraphics, wh- where would you agree or disagree, Kevin? And what, what subtleties would you add to my answer if you have any?
1: I would 100% agree with that. Um, you can go, I think, be a good practice owner anywhere. Some people are going to be better at it than than others. Um, you know, when we look at different areas, though, it's pretty easy to see how some areas, it, it might be easier if you come in and you acquire practice where there's just not a ton of competition around and the the demographics look favorable for what you were going for. But uh, no, I mean, I a hundred percent agree that you can have a successful practice anywhere, uh, you know, some, some, some places are, some places can be pretty tough. I think just because of course it is so insanely competitive. Um, but you know, I don't know, take Southern California. If you you were acquiring a practice and we looked in and we said, you know, Hey, it's, pretty stiff competition, but the doc was, you know, driven and ready to go, then I would yeah. have a ton of faith that, you know,
0: they'd, they'd do well. We're going to measure kind of what you mean by insanely competitive here in just a minute when it comes to numbers. But, um, Kent, let me just finish one national question by asking, what, what are trends or tools or tricks do you guys find that are helpful? If I go out to demographics.com, what can I see there that's going to help me narrow down my region and help me pick a city or a state?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we have available for free on our website. You don't need to create an account. You don't need to swipe your credit card. Um, anybody can do this. You go to our website and you can click around between the states. You can also even choose which specialty you are. So if you're not a general dentist and you wanna change that, um, that's easy to do. And you can look at the varying levels of competition alongside income since that is does tend to be a predictor of the level of competition in an area. Uh, you can see for any state or county nationwide without without doing anything uh so if you're thinking hey you know what does the bay area look like versus houston versus tampa uh you can do that what does uh the central city county that i'm in um you know what is uh franklin county ohio which is columbus what does that look like versus delaware county ohio which is a suburb right next just to the north what is how do these two compare um you can do that with no additional cost or no cost at all i should say um we do have another really cool tool that's going to be coming out here soon. Um, Brian, do you want me to
0: talk about that at all? Please, yeah. I'd love to hear it.
2: Yeah, so one thing that we've heard over the years from a lot of doctors is, man, I've been trying to buy a practice for three years. Anything that comes up, uh, you know, it's just no good. It's not what I'm looking for or get snatched up by a DSO before I even knew it was for sale. Yeah. And so, um, you know, help me buy a practice or uh, maybe I've even given up and I'm just going to do a startup. So uh, some, some doctors that we've worked with have taken the approach of running a report with us where uh, they'll say, I'll go anywhere in the greater San Antonio area. Where's the best place for me to focus my search on? Uh, and then I'm just going to say, okay, this area over here, there are 20 practices. Let me go figure out who they are, get in touch with them and see if they're interested in selling. So um, that's been kind of a cumbersome process. So you know, we would give them some direction, uh, we tell them, here are the 20 practices in this area, but you know now you got to go out and actually see if the doctor is interested. Uh, something that we're coming out with here shortly in the next month or two uh, is a tool where actually you can run a search for any area of the country. You'll instantly get back a list of all the practices that meet your criteria. So I'm looking in greater Phoenix. I want to be in an area where the median household income is $100,000 a year or more. And I want to buy a practice that only has one location because I'm just not in the market to buy a practice with three locations. I'm not there yet. Uh, And you'll get a list back. And then you can actually even go through the process of sending a mailer directly through our website to each of those practices. And the mailer is actually handwritten. It's not like a handwriting font or anything like that. It's all done for you. All those letters get mailed out directly. uh, And that'll be, uh, as I mentioned, available in the next uh, month or two on our site.
0: Game-changing. Yeah, I tell people all the time, mailers are a great way to go. Um, if the more personal, the better, handwritten, of course, is a great way to go, following up, phone calls, emails, all of that. So that's that's huge. By the way, can I assume you use those examples in, in and around Columbus, those counties, I assume those are free because nobody wants to live there, but everybody wants to live in Ann Arbor, where the University of Michigan is? Is that? Is that the I knew
2: I set myself up for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> go blue, and, and no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding all you Ohio State grams. I'm actually flying out to Columbus on Thursday to go speak, so. Cool. Um, okay. All right, so we've got, that's that's huge. I can't wait to see that and uh, and highlight that, so we'll um, make sure that people have a link to that tool.
2: You're you're the first person we told about that, by the way.
0: So. Oh, man, I, I've thought about offering that. I didn't wanna put in the work. I'm so glad you guys are, because I'll send everybody I know to that. <clears throat> your version of the conversation my my version is hey i've been looking for three years i can't find anything i say how have you been looking and they've all been browsing websites so you got to actually create a network and you actually have to talk to people and so you're going to make that you're going to reduce the friction and make the lot a lot easier for them